Ever since I was a little kid, I've always been fascinated by fish. I was taught at a very young age how to fish and how to be an effective fisherman. Both my grandparents or grandfathers loved to fish and have loved to teach me how to be a better fisherman. I just recently learned how to fly fish and one of my favorite parts of fly fishing is seeing the trout surface or even jump for the fly. I've even learned how to tie my own flies and how to spool my own reels. One of the best feelings in the world is when you hook up to a fish and also when you land and hold your fish. The way these trout behave is something that brings me wonder and passion to learn more about them. Trout are classified as oily fish. They have oil in their tissues and in their belly cavity around the gut. Their fillips Fillets contain up to 30% oil, although this figure varies both within and between species. Trout have all essential minerals in varying amounts. Unlike many species of fish, trout have bromarine teeth which grow on the roof of the upper jaw. These teeth are used to hold and move food down the throat of a trout. A quick way to identify a salmon, a salmon from a trout is the number of bromarine teeth. The rainbow trout gets their name from their scales and color, which is very interesting in my opinion. Trout, trout again, have all essential minerals in varying amounts, and the cooked fish provides 3% of the RDI for calcium, 7% for iron and copper, 4% for magnesium and zinc, 19% for, for phosphorus, 6% for potassium, 2% for sodium, 34% for magnesium, and 14% for selenium. Minerals play different roles to help you, your various systems to function. Potassium, for example, is an electrolyte. The nutrient powers your tissues, cells, and organs, the electrical signs, and transmits. Trout is one of the healthiest fish you can add to your diet. I've been catching fish since I was really little. Now you hear me say catching, but uh, sometimes it's not always catching. Now, fishing is a kind of dying passion that a lot of people don't do anymore and a lot of people aren't patient with. In order to really experience fishing, you have to go through days where you don't catch fish or days where you you get skunked and you just feel like, you know, what's the point? But um, that's a whole part of fishing. You can't, it wouldn't be fun if every time you went out there, every cast, every time you put that lure, in the, lure into the water that you got a fish, it wouldn't, wouldn't be fun anymore. It's the it's the risk you take, the risk you take to to lose that lure, the cast, to make that perfect cast. It's just like anything else. Now, um, every time you put that lure in the water, you have a chance. It may not be a big one, but you have a chance to catch the fish, and that's what brings the adrenaline and the acceleration of your heart. In my opinion, it's I don't understand why more people don't do it. It's um it's something that I've always lived with, and something that I will die doing, will die doing. Um, I've always loved to fish and I just recently learned how to fly fish. Um, and my grandpa always told me that once you learn to fly fish, you'll never pick up a, a spinning reel again. And he was partly true. It's, it's one of the best experiences fishing I've ever done. And I'm sad that I didn't learn it when I was younger, but I'm happy that I learned it now. Brown trout, including sea trout, belong to a single polytypical species. 
They are, however, so variable and adaptable that attempts have been made to assign them to at least 50 separate species. Brown trout are one of the most genetically diverse vertebrates known. There is far more genetic variation present across British populations of wild brown trout than between any populations in the human race. Brown trout have between 38 and 42 pairs of chromosomes. Humans only have 23 pairs. Genetically different trout are capable of spawning together and producing viable offspring, but many have remained distinct for thousands of years. This happens because they have different life strategies. Their choice of spawning locations and timing are adaptations to exploit different niches within the food chain. Large trout can eat large prey. For example, it is thought that the large New Zealand trout feed on the plagues of mice. Rainbow and brown trout do not interbreed in the wild, although brown bows have been produced on fish farms. Rainbow trout and brown trout in the same family are in the same family, but are different species in different genres. They have the same ancestors, but divided in two groups around 15 to 20 million years ago. They became isolated in the, in the North Pacific and in the North Atlantic. A typical female brown trout produces about 2,000 eggs, 900 eggs per pound of body weight at spawning. Brown trout can reach the ripe old age of 20 years. Brown trout eggs need a constant supply of cold, clean, and well-oxygenated water. Freshwater forms of brown trout that migrate from lakes and rivers or streams to spawn are known as potamodromous. Grayling and and trout occupy subtly different habitat niches and will readily coexist in the same stream stretch of river. They may both, for example, eat a common food item, but that doesn't necessarily mean they are competing with each other.